Well, the Rays have added an arm, a lefty at that. Yeah, maybe. Can we talk about his role? Are they buying high? Are they buying low? Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms. And we are always, always, always accepting mailbag questions. LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Rays made a move for an arm, a lefty, a guy by the name of Tyler Alexander claimed him off waivers from the Detroit Tigers. So the 29-year-old is on the Rays 40-man roster, which I think right now is set at exactly 40 men. And uh, it's interesting with uh, Alexander, um, he is arbitration eligible, and I think the projections are like $1.8 to $2 million. So it seems like, yeah, the Rays like him enough to pay him that amount of money in arbitration. Otherwise, why would they go through the trouble and hassle and headache of making this maneuver? Yeah, they must really like what he can offer. And if you look at his stats in 2023, uh, first of all, he was hurt for basically half of the year. Um, on July 3rd, he was put on the 60-day IL, at least retroactive to July 3rd, uh, a lat strain. Um, there was no surgery but he didn't pitch the rest of the season. Uh, this doesn't mean that he's not going to be ready for opening day. He mm -hmm. will be. Uh, he started throwing flat ground in September. So he should have a regular off season uh, per se. Now, this is a career year for Tyler Alexander. You look at the strikeout rate, boom, it increased it, at, at peaks it has never been before. Walks went down absolutely in 44 innings this guy allowed 44 hits which okay fine five walks kevin mm -hmm. five walks i cannot tell you how amazing that is to hear yeah. from a relief arm you're not giving free bases it's like you you take the hit sure give me the hit but i'm not going to give you free men on base, right. you know, you, you earn yourself. And I, I love that. So when you put all these things together, it does seem like maybe they're buying a bit on the high side, but it's not like they're giving up anything. So it's really, I yeah, think it's like just $50,000, I guess, to the Tigers. And then you pay him whatever he's going to be due in arbitration after tendering him a contract. And it seems like, yeah, we were fine letting go of Josh Fleming and Jalen Beeks. We need some sort of lefty to help steer the ship and give us depth and give us another addition beyond Colin Poche and Garrett Clevenger. And yeah, Tyler Alexander seems like a really good choice. And the Detroit Tigers had all intention of hoping and wanting to bring him back. And they probably have to feel like the worst right now of 
of all teams to claim one of our pitchers, it's the Rays. Like they are probably livid inside yeah. the front office of like, oh, great. Now we're going to see Tyler Alexander become an all-star and play his way into the next great no-name, not really a no-name, but um, obscure reliever who who does amazing things in a Tampa well, Bay uniform, which I certainly would not be surprised if that happens. And again, it's so clear in the Detroit uh, Tigers fandom of Isak Predis after his, you know, he had a really mm-hmm. good season last year, but, you know, not not like, whoa, this season, it's definitely a whoa season. And so, like, Tiger fans have been just yeah. livid about that. So <laughs> I 100% agree with you. The fact that it was the Rays that, that get Tyler Alexander, um, I think, might have probably uh, it's salt on the wound for Tigers fans. But, yeah, he is a very intriguing guy. You you mentioned a couple of, of X-rays there. It, he does fill a role that we needed, which yeah. was if you're not going to give Jalen Beeks the the roster spot and by the way you said tyler alexander was going to earn 1.8 million dollars that's also the estimate for jalen beeks Mm -hmm. so it's like a one for one hey you let's upgrade the bullpen we can get a guy that can give us two three innings just like jalen can but with better numbers and at the same rate why would you not do this this is as shrewd of a pickup as Harold Ramirez was off waivers. Oh yeah. You know, if you're a Rays fan, you should be excited about it and we'll have more to discuss on him. But first we have to tell you this Uh, score early this NFL season with FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a hundred and fifty bucks. If your team wins, So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right this very moment. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So go ahead and do the thing. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to kick off the NFL season. I'll repeat it again. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. So with Tyler Alexander, uh, there's a lot to like about him. First, his mustache. Second, his nickname, Todd the Painter. I assume that either maybe has uh, multiple meanings. Maybe one, he looks like a painter to some. Two, I would imagine that he's uh, painting the strike zone and painting the corners, which if you watch highlights of him, he's able to do with the fastball. In fact, he's got like five pitches he got he 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 has a cutter he has a four seamer he has a changeup he has a sinker he has a slider and i'm really impressed in watching you know very minimal highlights and action of him um just the the glove side angle and work that he provides from the left side and it seems like he's really able to control the ball at the bottom of the zone and uh can handle lefties and righties i haven't looked at the the number specifically but um he's been used in in both of those roles there but what what really intrigues me i guess one i should say concern i have is you mentioned the numbers from 2023 uh the walk rate 
and the strikeout rate and so forth. Uh, and I don't know how this came about or what the specifics of it are, the details, but he did give up eight dingers in 44 innings, which is concerning, um, especially at that ballpark in Detroit. Again, maybe zero of them were allowed in Detroit and they were all on the road in the AL Central or whatever. But that is something to to circle and, and cross your fingers on. But um, And I know he was hurt in 2023, but before that, something that I'm really looking forward to what he did in 2022 and 2021, pitching over 100 innings. I see this guy as a, a multi-inning bulk reliever, almost a, an extra starter, if you will. And maybe that's something that the Rays have eyes on going forward, you know, similar to a, a Jeffrey Springs of or a Drew Rasmussen of your reliever. But let's see if we can stretch you out into a starter role. Um, and he has, I would think, the repertoire to be able to do that. It's not just like he's a power pitcher eighth inning reliever who throws 98 a couple of times and he's done with it no he's he's actually he he has some uh he has some depth to his game if you will yes depth and that's exactly what they're doing okay so he can cover you for two innings he can cover you for three innings but the race are very familiar with the opener in fact they're the pioneers of it right so you could see a scenario where if somebody goes down and you my, you, your bench is a little bit thin. Well, hey, Tyler, can you take the ball after an opener? And we basically got ourselves uh, a starter for that day. Like yeah. you can see that happening. Um, you know, you also talked about the the home runs. I have them right here. Okay. Um, so he allowed one to the Rays in that opening uh, series. Uh, so one at Tropicana, one at Minute Maid Park. One in Milwaukee. That's already three of the eight. Okay. Um, then one in Philadelphia. And so in one in Colorado. So okay. five of the eight were not in Detroit. Um, so that's a, that, that's it. That's that you can, again, breathe a little bit better. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, there weren't monster shots in, in Comerica Park. But another thing you mentioned with this with this pitch is, is the kitchen sink kind of thing uh, mentality. Dude, mm -hmm. every pitch at least hits 9%. So as a hitter, you can't you can't just say, well, you know, that's it's never gonna happen. Like you you uh, potentially you could. I think the nine percent uh, was the I had it right here. I forgot it. Nine percent, the slider. So it's not like the slider never happens. Maybe you could take it off, but then if you take it off in the wrong moment from 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 your mind, strike three. You know, looking. Yeah. Um, so I think this is as, as again I'll say it again. Shrewd. I think this is a shrewd pickup. I I can't see anything but but good things right now from from TA yeah. and the mustache. I have to agree with you. It's it's a look, and it's a it's a good look. It's clutch. It it comes in handily, and who knows? Maybe the the Rays. Um, you know, change his approach to the extent of, hey, we've got a really good defense behind you in the infield and outfield. So if you're able to change a little this, change a little that, and uh, induce more contact ground balls, whatever it is, our, our infielders will clean it up. So I think that's something that just going to, I don't know what the, the Tigers' defensive metrics were as a team, but I would imagine they probably weren't as good uh, as the Rays. So that's something that could also impact him and affect him. And if you're Tyler Alexander, you have to feel 
happy too about going to an organization that's going somewhere that's been somewhere that has a history that uh can you know bob stevenson might get the projections say the experts say he could get 30 to 35 million dollars in free agency sean armstrong was among 24 relievers nominated for all mlb so that's something he could be looking at and saying or again even go fellow lefty jeffrey springs dfa nowhere to be found in the red sox organization and now he's on a multi-year contract healthy or unhealthy so this this should only be a a benefit for him and his family and his agent and everybody else uh, surrounding him if you're a detroit player and you're going to tampa bay you've got to be excited just because of the winning culture right um you haven't won in detroit since forever I think their last winning season was what 2014, something like that. Um, so, you know, you you've you you don't have the 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 winning possibility. So if you're just traded or picked up, it's already a positive, right? Yeah. And then you're a pitcher now, and you're going to the race. That's another positive you you can have in your bag. Uh, I I agree with you. I think this is this is such a for him such an opportunity to use it as a platform to you know better himself and. You know, if you're looking at career years for for 2023 for for the painter, um, mm-hmm. I, I think with Kyle Snyder's help in the front office and everything that they do and and how they talk to pitchers and how they are able to identify this is what you do best, uh, throw it down the middle, uh, let let the stuff actually work for the pitch, uh, get ahead in the count, hit hit strikes, get the the battle is getting to two strikes as fast as you can. That is just going to make him even a better pitcher than he already showed in 2023. This is, I think, I mean, for him, it's going to be huge. And you're talking about, you know, what Bob Stevenson can get. This is a guy who already is in arbitration. So if he puts Mm -hmm. up really good numbers during his arbitration period, hey, guess what? When you get hit free agency, you might have, you might be already looking at, at gaudy numbers, like, like even better than Bob Stevenson, you know? So that's, I think that that's huge, man. Good, 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 good factor there. Yeah, no. And I, I just like the track record over the, overall, the fact that he made his MLB and uh, his MLB debut in 2019. And since then has logged 341 in a things, 438 ERA in his five-year career, all with the Tigers. I mean, that's not nothing to sneeze at. And I would imagine yeah. he would only improve and get better uh, in a raised uniform. And uh, one of the front office execs, with the Tigers said this about Alexander uh, following him getting claimed by the Rays quote with Tyler. He's such a great presence for us in our clubhouse. It didn't feel great to designate him given his situation coming off an injury. We had to make our decision there. It's funny because I think uh, Topkin wrote, you know, somewhat of a, wasn't really a a full length uh, dissertation on Tyler Alexander, but some of the Detroit media outlets like really went in depth on Tyler Alexander and and what he provides and and what the the Tigers might be uh, missing out on down the line. So uh, with that, um, it it will be interesting going forward how this move impacts the rest of the roster because we have a busy week. Um, Tuesday at six p.m is the deadline to add prospects in advance of the Rule 5 draft. And then Friday at 8 8 p.m. is the deadline to tender contracts. Uh, The Rays have 12 arbitration-eligible 
players. So there's going to be a lot of moves and maneuvers uh, coming down the pike. I'll just say this, uh, according to a, a write-up by Topkin, um, he expects or the, the rumblings are that as far as the Rule 5 prospects that could be added, he mentioned Austin Shenton, Anthony Molina, who quite frankly I've never heard of, and then Cole Wilcox. Um, and then as far as Friday's tender deadline, um, he threw up the possibility or the likelihood of Harold Ramirez being traded by or before then. Yeah, yeah. So it, it really is a busy, busy week uh, of transactions. So Wednesday's episode is already written. You know, what? what who were the na- names that were protected on that Tuesday deadline? Um, that'll be really interesting. We've had our roster, roster crunch episode. It was a two-parter. So if you haven't... Um, watched it or listened to it definitely go back and 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 play along with us with the roster but yeah it's it's crunch time man i i feel like it's a lot of bureaucratic moves that we are going to see in in you know in the beginning of an off season but when you start throwing around names like carol ramirez like then it starts to get serious you know i think bethancourt was a big name but i think people kind of not soured on him but just you know yeah. cooled off on him as the season went on and the Rays front office and coaching staff also cooled off on him too. Uh, but I get a guy like Harold Ramirez, that one, that one's going to sting because we are all seeing it coming and it has to be done uh, due to, you know, the fact that he just doesn't have a position. You can't just put him in the outfield all the time. You can't put him at first base all the time. You're burning a DH spot for him. So you have yeah, to. Yeah, but I, that's a pretty good DH spot to but, burn for a guy that hits 313 for you and 400 at bats. But how it's many only guys? Home runs and, but 24 doubles. I mean, uh, not 24 doubles, 19 doubles. They had 24 doubles the previous season. But um, how many guys you, in, in, in race history have hit 313 in 400 at bats? Yeah. Not many. I mean, he's not that far off from winning a batting title, I would think. He's not. No, he can hit. He can yeah. hit. So it just, it's, you know, he can hit mostly against lefties as well. Um, righties, you know, he's a little bit below average, but um, that's the thing, man. It, it's going to really hurt, especially yeah. a team like, you know, Klosko always says this, a team that doesn't string a lot of hits. It's a lot of strikeout and, 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 and hopefully like a, a bomb happens. It taking away Harold Ramirez from the lineup, oof, like it'll sting. It'll sting a lot for the viewing pleasure of of the fandom to to that likes to see hits happen. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. going to take, unfortunately, pun intended, a hit. Yeah, you take him out of the equation, and then you may or may not be without Wander. Offense could be a struggle to watch at times. I would just hope that if, and when they trade him, that they get something of substance, something of value. It's most likely as usual going to be a lottery ticket, but at least something that gives us a little bit of hope and and potential to do something because guys that hit 300 consistently over their MLB careers don't grow on trees, whether you're playing a position, not playing a position, whether you're providing power, not providing power, um, that's, that is a valuable, valuable aspect, especially, uh, 
in this uh, day and age of the game. So yeah. I'll be uh, interested to see uh, how that shakes out going forward for sure. So, um, yeah, that's uh, – so if you had to guess, by Friday, 8 p.m., is Harold Ramirez on the roster or off the roster? Yes or no? I'd say no. I'd say that this is this is crunch time. This is – get, They're working get, the phones. They're working overtime. They're working the phones right now. Yeah. Eric Neander's definitely working overtime because he doesn't have a general manager at this present moment. He's yeah. uh, relying more upon John Daniels, the senior advisor for the yeah. Rays, who I wonder – they the Rangers have to give him a ring. After all he did to <laughs> mold and – manufacture and put together those stars in that roster and then you get canned yeah. in 2022 and then lo and behold the the organization wins a ring which he probably feels crappy about it like i built all that i get fired and then yeah uh, nobody's talking about me everybody's talking about chris young um but i did a lot of the the leg work and the groundwork to to get us to that point um so i would i would think he might get a little something something but yeah and that's another thing too i mean um the the rays have yet to fill that general manager position, which it's probably going to come internally, but that's, that's something that uh, is pretty critical. This, this time and point of the season, the off season. Um, yet I know I get from their perspective, they don't want to rush it. They, they definitely want to take their time to name a successor. So it's, you know, more or less all hands on deck. I mean, maybe it's a, a trial run or a test case for those guys that are candidates. Like, all right, who really makes a difference? Who really st- steps up and provides really good insight advice strategy to, to move the team forward and along. And whoever is kind of the, the winner out of that group of three, four or five is going to get the role. And I'm sure that it's Carlos who has the, the upper hand right now being the assistant GM. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, they're definitely working in, in a group right now. I don't doubt that Neander's putting up some overtime, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a busy week. They're, they're all working together and hopefully uh, you know, you you do anything that you can get out of Harold Ramirez. I think it's a victory because oh, yeah. this was just a pickup. So you're really just turning a profit, quote unquote, um, on, on this transaction. So that that's pretty cool. But maybe it's not only Harold Ramirez, though, Kev, like, right, because it could be a many Margot situation as well, mm-hmm. where you are all, uh, offloading him, maybe together, maybe not. Um, maybe you see a, a situation where a prospect that's highly rated gets, uh, you know, joined with a Manny Margot or a Harold Ramirez in order to get something more of value back. I mean, you could see a, a plenty of different scenarios here. Conspiracy theory, the Rays trade, offload, ship Manny Margot and Harold Ramirez. They use that money to help bolster a long-term contract extension for Tyler Glass now. And by the weekend, he's got a five, six-year contract extension worthy of 125 to $150 million. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm sure somebody's thrown that out on X or Twitter. Uh, I, I I don't I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, I don't doubt. Uh, it. All right, um, getting back to the main topic and the main course here uh, before wrapping up, Tyler Anderson over under ninety innings pitched in 2024 for the Rays. I'm really hoping under. Okay, something so you want it to be under to where he's not really stretched out as a starter, but he's used in a specialized bullpen role. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to be like 70 innings, I think would be great. Cause that means that he probably didn't have to step up into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now what was his ERA in 2023? I don't have it. All 450. 
450. Um, okay, I'll switch that up. Uh, over under 399 ERA in 2024. I'm going to go under. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens. Man, and here's as an aside, when the Rays added Tyler Alexander, I thought it was Tyler Anderson. I kept getting those two <laughs> mixed up. Tyler Alexander, Tyler Anderson, and there might be multiple Tyler Andersons for all I know. There's a Chase Anderson. There's too much going on two, with the the pitchers uh, from that standpoint. But two first names too. Yeah, that's Jason true. Adam, Tyler Alexander. Yeah, Adam okay. Alexander Anderson. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. So yeah, hit it in the comments what you think. What you know, give me uh, an entire prediction line for for Tyler Alexander and what type of role you think he'll uh, provide and foster for this group. So, um, yeah, clearly the, the, the Rays, you know, after they had their eyes set on uh, an upgrade from Jalen Beeks and Josh Fleming. And it's like, okay, we think that we can do better with this guy. And he's got a, yeah. a, a really strong track record uh, going back to the, uh, to his time with the Tigers. All right. In the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Wednesday.